Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gail Nicole, and I'm also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. Those changes can be changing your career, leveling up your love life, or in starting a business. Which brings me to my episode today. Today, I'll be interviewing the lovely Juana Bethel, who is also the founder of Jolly Creatives, based out of South Florida. Juana and I share a mutual friend who referred her to me as a potential interviewee for the podcast. And so I had a joy in interviewing her and where she shared her journey and how she pivoted professionally and came to know that she should start her own business. So I know that she's going to share some great nuggets of wisdom along her journey. So tune in, take notes and enjoy. Welcome to the She Ventures Now podcast, Juana. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. I really want to start off by saying thank you so much for bearing with me. This is all new and I know we had to do a little bit of back and forth with scheduling this and you've been so gracious and patient and your assistant as well with like, you know, coming, being persistent to say, hey, Gayon, we really want to do this interview. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Yeah, so I really appreciate that enthusiasm from the, the, from the, the, from the start. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us what you're about, tell us what business you started, and we can t- take it from there. Okay, so I'm Juana Bethel. Um, I started Jolly Creatives. I'm the founder and creative director of Jolly Creatives, which is a digital content marketing agency, and we focus on writing copy for websites, blogs, newsletter campaigns, um, and we focus particularly on businesses that are run by women. Um, we really, yeah, we really like we really understand that more businesses um, now than ever are being started by black and Latina women and yeah. they underfunded and they, you know, it's, it's just so many, so many things that go along with that. And so we really kind of have recently mm-hmm. zoomed in on that particular um, segment of the market. I love it. And it's called Jolly Creatives because... Um, so Jolly is, so I'm a storyteller and our tagline is your story, your way. So we're all about stories. And I think stories just, they sell, they are important, they, they connect us. They're probably the oldest form of human connection ever. Yeah, uh, so absolutely. Jolly is actually a West African word for storyteller. Yeah. I did some Googles when I was kind of coming up with the name of my company and I was like, oh, that's perfect. And J's are my you know, everybody in my life's name starts with a J. And so I was like, this is just, you know, symmetry. It's perfect. So oh, I love that. I love that you mentioned, and I love that the concept, the tenant of your business is storytelling. It's helping people convey their story. Why don't we, that's a perfect segue for us right now. Go ahead and unveil and talk about your story, your entrepreneurship story from beginning to end and sort of the triggers for you as to how you decided I'm going to start Jolly Creatives. Okay, so um, I, I'll go back a little bit. So in sure. 2000, at the end of 2013, I moved to Miami. And um, I started working at a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, there was just, you know, a bunch of different changes with regard to working there. It was a small nonprofit. So it was like, you learn a lot in a really short amount of time. Yeah. Um, 
And then there was a shift within the leadership dynamics and such at that place. And um, it became clear to me that I, like, I'm a spiritual, I'm a faithful person. So it became clear to me that God was removing me. Um, and so it, God was like, I told you, you'd be here for two years. You're either going to remove yourself or I'm going to remove you. And I was wow. like, and so I left. Um, and in the midst of that, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was a little burnt out. So I said, you know, I have a little bit of money saved up. I'll probably take a couple months and just like go see my family, go see some friends that live in other states and just kind of take a couple months to relax. Um, and then about a week before I, before my last day at that job, I was thinking about what I could be doing. So I always thought I'm just going to go to another nonprofit. You know, I right. love to work. I love, I'm just going to go to another nonprofit. And then I thought, well, there were all these things that were in my wheelhouse. I was raising money. I was over social media. I was planning events. I was making sure people came to the events. I was, you know, having coffees with people to get them to donate. I was helping a little bit with programming. I was doing so many things. Right. I was like, there are so many people out there who it's not even that they don't have the talent on the team to do their marketing or their storytelling. It's that they don't have the bandwidth. And so yeah. um, it was really important to me to kind of be a, that bridge for small teams um, or teams that need to outsource those kinds of resources and really sort of plug myself in so that I could know enough about an organization to tell their story. Love it. I love it. And so, so after you took your break, you <laughs> realized your real house. So it's, it's so interesting because you just, you just identified a couple of things that I like are trigger Trigger concepts, self-awareness is such a big thing that I'm passionate about. Once you became clear about your wheelhouse and your passions and the need out in the market, right? And the people that you wanted to serve, what made you say, okay, I'm it's, it's time for me to do this? So it was, um, so it was kind of, so it was the craziest thing. So my last day at the job, my boyfriend at the time is my fiance now. He said, I want to take you to, let's go to this thing. So yeah. I was like, what, you know, and he's an entrepreneur. So let's go to this thing. Yeah. And I was like, what thing? He's like, it's this workshop thing. I was like, oh, okay, you know, what? let's go. Um, <laughs> I drove with him to this thing and it was just a room full of entrepreneurs and it was a workshop actually it was an entrepreneurial coaching group uh -huh. and so our first time there and so it just the presentation was spot on I mean everything I was just like I understand this language I get this I get you know I, people need someone to write for them like I was kind of like okay I have a talent a gift yes and, and there's a need for it and I was like I could I could turn this into a business. And so when I got, you know, at, there was like a networking part and people were like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, well, I just quit my job today. <laughs> and I write. And people were like, really? And I got a book deal and um, a social media client out of just that, that for the first day I quit my job. And wow. I want you to go write a book for me and another person, you know, so it just, it turned into, um, it turned into, it kind of like was me listening, I feel. Yeah. And, then, and then things sort of starting to manifest. And then within a couple of months, I had a name. I had a logo. I drank a bunch of coffee for two days straight, locked myself in my office and built a website. Nice. Uh, you know, had, you know, just all sorts of ideas. And it's been a learning process all along the way. This was last, last February is when I really said, okay, I'm really going to do this. Um, okay. 
and um, yeah, so it's been a year and some change. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been an interesting ride for sure. It has been, it sounds like, <laughs> and that's awesome. That's awesome. Go ahead and tell us what phase of business you're in now. So startup mode, you know, if you, if you've uh, registered your business, got an EIN number, you know, the IRS kind of dictates that you have startup mode is like zero to three years to obtain profitability. Would you say, obviously you're in zero to three years. Do you feel like you're still in startup mode or you feel like you've gotten enough clients and now you're like maintenance mode or? So I feel, so at this point I feel like I'm, whatever's right in between there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, and you know, and it's, and it's a matter of learning. So there's, there's a point where you're working in the business, right? So I have an assistant. I have a, a person that does our blogs and our social media. Um, so I have a content manager. But when it comes to interfacing with the clients, it's really mostly me. Right. And so it's, it's you have the working on the business and then working in the business. Right. So it's kind of like at that point where I'm trying to, you know, working in, working in, head down, working, you know, client fulfillment. And then you look up and you're like, oh, that contract's over. Oh, that contract's over. Oh, that contract's over. Oh, I need new contracts. So then you're like, I've got to work on the business. So it's kind of, you know, there's a, there's a steady flow. Um, but then there's, there's the moment where it's kind of like, you know, you also want to make sure the, the well doesn't dry up. And so it's kind Absolutely. of, um, you know, maintenance slash still kicking up. That's no, okay. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Business development is in there too. Right. Like that makes sense. That makes sense. So why don't we talk about this? Let's get to the juicy stuff. Why don't you tell us, okay, founder of Jolly Creatives, <laughs> what we all want to know. <laughs> what what have been some of your best, is what I call best failure moments so far in yeah. your journey? So one that um that I thought about um, before we did this interview, I said, you know, what is, what is one? So there was, like I said, I started in February, um, like officially kind of started. And so I think in March I had filed my paperwork with the state and um, I went online, saw that it was on, you know, that the name was on there and just thought, Oh, that's it. <clears throat> I did not get, I did not read that screen. So I looked at it. I saw, I saw Jolly Creatives LLC and I said, boom, we're registered with the state. About three months after that, I had enough money and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to start getting people to write checks, not to Juana Bethel. People are going to start writing checks to Jolly Creatives. I'm about to open my bank account. I got a little <laughs> bit of money. I'm about to do it. So I go, I get, you know, recommendations from people. Who's what bank, what bank? I figure out, you know, a bunch of my friends were at this one bank. I said, okay, I'm going to go to that bank. I go to the bank. I hand the woman my paperwork, you know, my ID, whatever. I had printed out that little paper that I, that screen mm-hmm. was online. I printed it out, didn't read it. Just saw Jolly Creatives. Got it. <laughs> so I printed it out and she goes, Oh no, honey, this says you were denied. You must have missed something. I was like, Oh no. Oh, okay. And she was like, she's like, yeah, no, this is this actually, you see that right there? It's not. That's not right. I was like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. And I was annoyed with her for no reason. I was I was like, thank you. You know, I take my papers and I leave the bank. And then I'm like, oh my, and I kicked myself for like two days. I was so upset with myself. And then I was like, okay, you need to call the state and figure out, you know, and it turns out that it was like one signature line that I just hadn't put my name on. 
Oh, you know, and it was gosh. that simple. Are you and kidding so, me? Yeah, it was that simple. And so the woman, you know, the woman at the stage, she says, just, you know, she said, you missed the deadline, but it's not a big deal. Just put that in, you know, fax it over to me, scan it over, email it, whatever, however you get it to me, get it to me, put it to my attention. And, you know, she says, it's, it's no problem. Right. So, but that was like, the, like, that was just like such a goof that I was yeah. like, I just was walking around here. I had my website. I had my Facebook page. I had everything. And I was not a business. <laughs> well you were but you didn't you know, but, you know yeah, I, was, I wasn't registered yeah. and I just so thought I was you know no, but it's, all, it's all over the place I'm sure so many people can relate to that you're doing so many things and you're wanting to move 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 keep it moving keep going and then boom you 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 realize like you have tunnel vision you're not even like really driving you're not even paying attention to what's really going on I've, I've had some similar things happen to me so that's funny. Do you have any other moments where it's like learning lessons, lessons learned along the way so far? Um, a couple of, just a couple of um, moments kind of with different clients and yeah. just sort of establishing boundaries. I think a big thing is, um, you know, especially when you're in this space where you want to tell people's story and you want them to yeah. feel like you're a member of their team, but you're, a, you know, you're an outside consultant, you're yeah. a partner, you're a contractor, whatever yep. you call it. And, um, you know, kind of establishing the boundaries of like, okay, we're not going to text me at 10 o'clock. I'm Ooh. not going to respond to that text. Um, you know, so just establishing those moments and, um, and really just asserting myself. And, you know, it's been, it's been a balance, right? Especially as a woman, when you assert yourself, that can be taken as, you know, a, yeah, as, you know, a word I won't, I don't know if you, you know, so, but you know, you can be taken yeah. as a jerk or whatever. And, um, be, you know, and it's simply because you're a woman and, and I'm, I'm, happen to be a nice person um, <laughs> and so when you know the minute that you're not smiley smiley with people and you're like okay this is about business you're you know you haven't paid your invoice your checks are really late da -da 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 -da, whatever yeah. what have you, and then people are like and they're all upset with you or they're offended or they're whatever and it's just you know and I know how to talk to people so it's fine but it's just that learning that you know learning okay boundaries yeah, yeah. putting boundaries, your foot down establishing what your rules are and you know just saying if this invoice is you know x amount of days late you're not getting your work you know or if this is you know and you don't want to have to do that because especially you know you love your clients you build relationships with them yeah. and so you don't want to have to do things like that but you also have to make sure that people respect you yeah I love those aha moments and I think you know you even expressing the fact that you starting a business and having to go there with your clients, putting your foot down, asserting yourself, being confident that you offered them valuable work and contributed substantive gains for their benefit, like is a reminder to me that these aha moments we have is become in becoming new entrepreneurs are just, it's, it's, it's part of personal development too. You know, it's kind of like, I've always said like, entrepreneurship is probably one of the best forms of personal development, you know, whether you even succeed or not, like it, it, it totally refines you and makes you sharper. It makes you um, astute. It makes you more discerning and more perceptive. And I love that you shared that boundaries are everything. It's one of the biggest things that, you know, one of the things I want to talk about in the blog is emotional health. And I think that sometimes even in entrepreneurship, not just in the relationship we have with clients, but even in our work ethic, we can work like our butts off to our own detriment right and so it's funny i love i love hearing any all thought patterns and aha moments that you've had anything else like that stood out to you as as far as like a paradigm shift even from you going from employee to entrepreneur 
right? Any other paradigm shifts? Um, the, I mean, I would say the biggest or the, the one that stood out the most, especially in the beginning of the adventure, um, was if you aren't working, if you aren't grinding, you're not collecting. You're not. You're not. As an employee, you're kind of like, I've got a couple weeks, I'm in vacation mode or, you know, whatever, like it's Christmas time or, you know, you spend half the day online shopping or, you know, looking at stuff or whatever. I mean, you can be the best employee, but you know, you just, you do, you know, everyone, everyone does it. And so, um, and so going from, you know, that sort of being able to just kind of, when you want to, you know, buzz off or buzz around or do nothing, you're still collecting the same pay. And when you do that as an entrepreneur, um, it doesn't quite work like that, especially in this initial phase. So one day I'm just going to be making money in my sleep, but girl, right now, girl, <laughs> but right now, we, I'm with you. I'm with you. I totally am with you when I hear you. Right. It's a serious <laughs> pinch in the butt. Aha, 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 over and over again right. as entrepreneurs, right? Like you cannot expect to receive pay, pay every two weeks. Yo, you are the bonus. Like you're, you're <laughs> exactly. You exactly. And especially if you've got people on your team, you've got to make sure that you can, you know, I mean, the worst thing, you know, I never want to turn around and say to someone, okay, so it's going to be a couple of days late. Cause you know, yeah. we haven't, you know, I never want to have to do that. So it's, yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really strong point. That's a really strong point. So here's my question for you. What do you think is the one thing that you, that you believe makes or breaks a novice entrepreneur? Uh, I would say confidence. Really? Yeah. I would say um, you really have to, there's a, there's a lot of, you have to, I think that because your ego takes so many bumps and bruises, um, daily served, you know, little teaspoons of humility, you have to have a lot of ego, I guess, um, for lack of, or, you know, a lot of confidence because it's going to take a beating. I mean, it just is. And so you got to have enough left over to, to get up and, uh, and fight another day. So I think that, um, you know, and especially when you are, especially in the novice state, you're, I mean, your people are buying into you, you know, you don't have this, um, long, you know, list of whatever people are buying into you. And so, um, you, no one's going to buy into you if you're like, I, right and stuff and I you know I just kind of you know I mean you you know you've got to be able to tell people what you do you've got to be able to say it with confidence you've got to be able to yeah keep you know engage them um and confidence I mean confidence is engaging you know and just in general so I think that especially in the beginning you have to have um, a lot of confidence and also I think what you what to add to what you're saying confidence sells yeah confidence pays bills (laughs) Lack of confidence doesn't pay bills. So I completely agree with that. I almost feel like, and this is where I want to explore before we get to our rapid fire questions. What are, what's one thing that you do to build, continually replenish your confidence, right? Like you said, confidence takes a beating in the beginning days, beginning months, even beginning year. What do you do to replenish confidence? Um, to replenish, I guess I, I pray a lot. Yeah. Uh, I read a lot of, like you were saying, personal development. I read a lot of, in addition to business development and mindset shift kind of books and things like that. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I listen to, you know, I read the word every morning. I read, mm-hmm. I read like a 
I have a Bible app and I read like different little plans and stuff like that. Um, and then I, and then I have like a really amazing group of friends that I can kind of share with them. Even my, my little lows and my highs and my friends are just Yes. Like, you know, my friends just totally yes. celebrate me. Um, my fiance totally supports me. My mom, you know, was just, she's just been so supportive. So I have a really strong team of people who sort of like consistently sort of check in on my light, you know, and kind That's of so me. good. And you um, need that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's between prayer and that and just kind of filling myself with things um, and making sure a a big part of it, too, is just a lot of mindset. And so making sure that, you know, it's fine, you're going to mess up um, and you can be and you're going to be down on yourself about it for a little while. And then but the, the biggest thing is that if you stay there then you know then you're not going to get anywhere and so it's like well if I have goals I keep my eyes on the prize then I'm not going to be you know who I am in five years I'm not going to get there if I sit right here in absolutely first 2017 so love it love it are you ready for rapid fire questions I think so I mean I I hope I hope I'm rapid yes yes rapid fire questions you know, one sentence answers or even one word answers, we can explain or explore them if we feel like we are, you know, it's a juicy topic, but for the most part, it's just, we're going to keep it moving. So question number one is if business operations and branding were in a boxing match, in your opinion, who would win? So I know that I'm a marketer, um, but I would say operations. Really? Operations would win. I think that if you, you know, you can have the coolest packaging, the greatest branding. Um, and if you are not, you know, if you don't have systems in place, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be able to add a lot of value to your clients. Um, so you can have the most amazing framework and, um, of your brand. But if you don't have that internal stuff in place, I think that, I think business operations win. I like that. I like that. It's funny because somebody else who I thought would say branding, I'm sorry, somebody who I thought would say business operations said branding and you're the brander and you're like business operations. <laughs> so it's so cool to see like how people think on, right. on, on, on that topic. Number two, you've been given the task of writing the manual on entrepreneurship. <laughs> Big task. Page one says, God has given you everything you need to be great. Woo! <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that. Number three, the cost of starting up your business has been, now that doesn't need to be monetary. You can think of cost as like a flexible term. It could include the monetary and it could include just sort of opportunity cost, emotional, whatever. Um, so the cost of starting my business has been, I guess... I mean, a lot of, a lot of emotional, a lot of emotional growth, um, a lot of personal growth, a lot of self, self-reflection. It's like a relationship. I mean, when you're in a relationship, yeah. you learn a lot about yourself. And I think the same is true of entrepreneurship. Nice. I like it. Number four, great customer service, according to Wana is? Making sure that your clients feel heard and that you add value. Love it. Number five, your personal philosophy on sales would be? Don't sell to people how you hate being sold to. (laughs) Nice. So can you unpack that? Because I feel like that came from... (laughs) 
that came from an experience. So, um, I mean, you know, we all know, you know, if you someone knocks on your door or something and they're, you know, you know, door-to-door salesman or even, you know, or even that sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go for that. But I mean, you know, people flagging you down in the mall or just, you know, people kind of coming to you in a way that just feels very salesy. It feels inauthentic. It doesn't, it feels like they want you to have your product more than they want to solve the problem that their product solves for you. Yeah. You know, if that makes yeah. sense. So it's, you know, so it's more, it's more about them. It's almost more about them, like getting rid of what they have. Wow, um, that's, as opposed to them, that's insightful. You know, yeah, That's so really don't, don't sell to people that way is my philosophy. <laughs> like doing to people, you know, the right, exactly. <laughs> and it goes straight out the window with some people with sales. Um, number six, your business mentor, whether that's virtual or in person or in real life, what is? I have a lot. That's okay. Um, Give me like your top two. So um, my fiance is one. He, his father was an entrepreneur and, um, I grew up with parents who had jobs and I just didn't have that. So, um, watching him and it's funny because he's, I always tell him like he, he's an entrepreneur cause he's an awful employee. Like he just, you know, when I would have problems at jobs, you got to tell those people. I'm like, no, you can't do that when you work for somebody. You can't. Um, but so he's, he's definitely been um, a help, a mentor, you know, we bounce marketing ideas off of each other, all of that. Um, and That's then, really cool. yeah, what industry is he in? Cause you're in marketing, you're in business services. So what industry is he in? So he's an attorney. Okay. Um, and then he also inherited a lawn service from his dad. So okay, he's cool. running a lawn service in a law firm. So it, that's been interesting too. <laughs> um, and then my second mentor I would say is an accumulation of podcasts and like, I you know, it. I mean, yeah. what's your favorite podcast? You got to yeah. have one. You got to have one that's like go-to. Come on. So, Storyteller? Come on. One of my, so, and I have, there's so, I wish I could be the person that's like this one, you know, you got to listen to this one if you don't listen to any other. But I have, I have a few. Um, one that I really like is, um, it's called, oh, he changed the name. Oh. Is it James Wedmore? No, okay. it's, um. It's Rory Vaden. I can't remember. Ah, I, did, I really, Vaden. really like Rory Vaden's podcast. Okay. Um, I get his newsletters. Yeah. He's, I mean, and I love that he's a believer. Um, yeah. I love um, And then um, let's see between Rory Vaden. And then there's a podcast called Snap Judgment, um, which is actually just all its stories. It's, yeah. it's very cool. Um, it's a, I think it's an NPR podcast or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, they pick a topic and then a, a series of people, they interview people and people sort of tell these really amazing, really, sometimes really bizarre, I can't believe that's true stories. And so I find that I have to have a balance of sort of industry specific, yes, you know, and content that I take in and then yeah. fiction and stuff like that. I have to have both of those. I, I pull a lot of inspiration from the stuff that's not industry related as well. Same here. Um, my non-industry related stuff would be Malcolm Gladwell, pop psychology type stuff. Yeah. So he had a podcast that was like, and, and the thing is, is his, these kinds of podcasts are very involved, right? Like they're very like journalistic, you know, very critique research. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they're giving you dissertation worthy information in one podcast 
Right. So it's like, whoa, you know, you you leave like, wow, I felt like I read three books on one topic. Right. All right. So the seventh question in our last question is, what has been your greatest success moment so far? My greatest success moment. Um, and did you celebrate it? Because I feel like a lot of women are not celebrating their successes. True. I'm probably not, actually. <laughs> probably have not celebrated it. Um, there was one month when I had a high dollar goal in mind. Um, and I, I won't say what it is, but it was a high dollar goal. For me, it was, it was a high dollar goal. And I was like, that's what we're doing this month. And, you know, I just nose to the grind was doing it. I looked up at the, at the end of that month and had, um, had accomplished it. And it was really like, that was really exciting. That is so good. Yeah. It was just, it was a really, really exciting moment. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. I'm happy for you. Did you celebrate it though? I, I kind of did like a, I told people, you know, a couple of people in my, a, a small group of people, I said, yeah, you know, I accomplished this. Um, and then I think, I think that was it. I don't think I did. I don't Aww. think I did anything. Yeah. Fantastic. You deserve it. That's a big deal. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I get really mushy when I think about the women in my life who are peers who are doing the same thing out here on the entrepreneurial journey and they're accomplishing goals that matter, whether monetary or not, you know, whether it's a creative goal or a financial goal and they're not celebrating it. And it's like, right. dang, I want to be happy for you and like cheer for you too. But then but anyways, that's really good that you shared it because at least you're acknowledging that it was a noteworthy accomplishment. That's really yeah. good. So my last thing, just in ending and closing out our time together, Juana, if I can get to my screen. My <laughs> Oops. Sorry about that. So part of my brand, a major part of my brand actually, is to be an online life coaching space for millennial young professional women to be empowered and taking quantum leaps in personal change. That was a mouthful, I know. And some of those quantum leaps look like resetting their career. We talked about this before we started the podcast, starting a business or even building wealth. One thing that I find is common for all of these types of changes is the lifestyle redesign component. component. I feel like when we come from a traditional corporate American background and then we take on the entrepreneurial journey it can cause us to now navigate life differently with our lifestyles, whether it's the way we, you know, work out, the way we eat, the way we socialize, whatever, you know, what would you say is the main way you've had to redesign your lifestyle as you started your own business? This probably sounds like overly simple, but it's That's a quality okay. of life thing for me. And I actually design when I leave the house, um, a traffic in Miami, is very intense. Are you, do you live in Miami now? They <laughs> do. Okay, okay, okay. So it's very intense. Yes. Um, and going from, and I live in the south um, part of the county. And so oh, wow. I actually design my meetings and my times with people. I'm not talking to you. I'm not seeing you in person if it's before, you know, and so I've actually restructured and I've had the confidence um, to tell people I'm not doing a nine o'clock meeting downtown. I would, I have to get up at seven. I actually have to leave the house by seven to get there in a time that would, you know, be on time and respectful of the meeting and all that. So I'm not doing that. So it's actually, um, and for me, that's a quality of life thing. When I, when I worked downtown, 
I was in traffic for an hour and a half both ways. So going and coming home. And so it just would, it, I mean, for two years, I was like, that's 15 hours a week that I'm just sitting in the car. I'm not doing it and I'm just sitting in the car. I'm drinking coffee. And, you know, and I started listening. That's how I actually got really into podcasts and Audible and all that stuff. But, um, but I mean, you know, even with that, so I, you know, I, tr- I turned it into a learning um, opportunity, but I mean, it was just, so for me, that's been a big lifestyle change is that I just do not, you know, I work from home most days or I work from a Starbucks around the corner um, or some other pizza joint around the corner or whatever, but I do not leave my part of the county. <laughs> That's good. I um, love that. I love that. And it's simple, but it means a lot to you. Right. Like your time is so valuable. Not only that, but mentally, I know what it does to commute. I know what commuting does to your mind when you feel like I'm I'm just sorry. That's my dog. No, that's okay. It's just dead time, especially when you're driving. It's just, it's just, okay, I'm going to, you figure out other ways to maximize it, but it's so, it can so nag on your heart, you know? Exactly. It's draining. It's draining. So yeah. Well, thank you again for your time and just, you know, really being open with us and sharing your journey, the pitfalls and the high moments. I feel really confident that someone's going to take away, you know, a few things, gleaning wisdom from your journey, even in a short journey, right? Because you're a year and a half that you've been up and operating. So kudos to you and just thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy we got to do this. That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, articles, products, and coaching services to help you make quantum leaps and personal change, sign up for our newsletter at sheventuresnow.com slash updates.